स्मार्ट कास्ट लिसनिंग टू अ हिंदुस्तान टाइम्स प्रोडक्शन ब्रॉट टू यू बाय एच टी स्मार्ट कास्ट हेलो एंड वेलकम टू द एच टी ब्रांच पॉडकास्ट the weekly companion to your printed copy of HD Branch where i your host karishma kunzang from team branch give you a behind the scenes of what you'll be reading on sunday there'll be interviews with the biggest bollywood celebrities talking about things that matter to them you'll also get to know a little more about the columns by veer sangvi and seema goswami from the columnists themselves why should you listen to it well it's one of india's top sunday magazines It has the best editors, columnists and opinion leaders bringing you what's happening around town. Listen on for an additional dose of brunch. This series is available on hdsmartcast.com, India's fastest growing podcast producing platform. Hey guys, how's it going? He's a known name in the music industry whether you're talking about the indie music scene or the quote unquote commercial scene. We're talking about our HD branch in bed with star and musician, singer, songwriter and most importantly storyteller Ankur Tiwari who's just come out with a single and is making waves with his work in both spheres of the music industry. Join me in conversation with the perfect gentleman as he talks about the indie music scene, learning French during the lockdown, how he doesn't plan for more than a week in advance. and the best part about composing dil pe parva hi ankur and welcome to the hd branch podcast uh, so tell us you know since you are a musician tell us what is your opinion of the current indie music scene in india um what do you think about it i mean you said that it's fearless um but uh, you know what else is there how is it uh, coping with the lockdown and you know apart from that the new variants that are coming in because there's so many artists who are actually um you know looking at music as a career now i feel like uh, if you look at it at a at a micro level uh, uh, things are good and bad there are people who are going through a decent phase uh but at the same time it's very difficult to survive being an independent musician has never been easy it's uh i would say it's easier now uh, than it was before probably uh with the digital revolution things have opened up and it's really helped the case a bunch but still uh, there's so many of my friends uh, who are independent musicians who have had to give up their homes move back uh, move cities probably sometimes move back to their parents place uh, and they are finding it a little hard to get by having said that uh, the community is strong uh, people are helping each other out uh, their fundraisers and then there are ways that organizations are also helping like the iprs for instance uh, and does send money every few months to its members and uh, there are other charities as well that help independent musicians as well so i would say things are not that good but there is a brighter side in seeing that people are out there helping each other out right and how do you think um things are going to be once once the pandemic is over you know do you think there's going to be huge celebration do you think people are finally going to um really respect um live music for what it is and live performances 
do you think that's something that's going to happen i have no idea i actually frankly the one thing the pandemic has taught me is don't think too far ahead uh, because all the plans are going to topple so i'm not going to think uh, a week ahead of me more than a week ahead of me uh, i know for sure uh, if and when this is over i'm going to hug everyone around me Oh, yeah <laughs> so am i <laughs> and uh, how do you balance you know commercial as well as your passion projects where does that balance come from or do you not see it as a commercial project do you see everything as um, you know something that you're creating yeah i i feel there is no balance uh, i don't see it as a balance i don't uh, try and take projects that seem like a compromise even the hardest uh, toughest uh, projects that we get uh i try to uh, you know see it from a point of view of a passion project mm-hmm. and not deal with projects like this is where i make money and this is what i do for passion i've never been good at that uh i end up saying uh, you know no more than yes uh management probably is not very happy about that but uh, but we uh, we try and do everything in which we actually try and put our heart and soul and what's the one rule that you follow yourself as a musician don't follow any rules i don't follow any rules you just uh, follow your heart yeah there's no point the rules are i think uh, in life i'm actually a disciplined person so uh, even though i say i don't follow rules there are certain kind of probably subconscious rules in my head uh, right. like i don't like working after sunset Uh, I'm completely a sun person, so okay. I wake up with the sun and I retire my working time after the sun. After sun is just like hanging out with friends, calling them, uh, <laughs> eating, drinking, watching something, reading something. But okay. uh, that's the kind of subtle rule that I try and follow. Mm-hmm. And um, Ankur, the singer, Ankur, the songwriter, or Ankur, the composer. What would you uh, define yourself as if you had to pick one? Yeah, Ankur the storyteller. Ankur the storyteller, perfect. All yeah, right. Because I'm doing all three. Uh, three, all three things fall under that. All right, brilliant. Okay, and um, what have you been up to during the lockdown? Any lockdown learnings or self discoveries that you've uh, had or made? I just try and keep my mind busy, so I have been uh, doing a bit of Sudoku. and yes. i have been learning french on duolingo uh, mm-hmm. just anything to keep my mind busy so is is that usually something that you do like pick up languages pick up um, no. hobbies no these, <laughs> these are these are unusual times so you just have to distract yourself and keep yourself busy and how good is your french now then uh, je ne parle pas français <laughs> all right All right, and I have to ask you this since you, you know, um, answered our question. Which is your favorite Parikin Singh song, and why do you love them as much as you do? All the songs have such a nice lilt to it. They, uh, you know, uh, they get stuck in your head as soon as you uh, listen to them. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of a song that is not. Uh, the usual guess you know yeah. i know what your usual guess would be just trying <laughs> to sound smarter actually i love all their songs i love their vibe them both of them not just the music i feel like beautiful people make beautiful music and i think they are beautiful people and then they are amazing uh, i wish they were making more music and putting more music out well, like would you want to collaborate with them 
Is that I have actually you... collaborated with okay. Nishche once. We did a song okay. long back. Uh, uh, I, yeah, why not? Like, I'm going to learn so much from them. Anything, anybody who I can learn from, yes. And who's the who's the one person that you've collaborated with that you absolutely was, you know, loved it because it was so seamless and it was so smooth? Uh, I, I think I, I did a collaboration called Little Whale, which is really like, you know, a hidden album in Spotify. Uh, yeah. with Gaurav uh, Rana and Karsh Kale uh, oh. it's like I'm I'm singing in falsetto uh, gibberish falsetto gibberish mm-hmm. uh, that collaboration was just like it's like an ongoing collaboration whenever we end up meeting and being together in a studio we just end up uh, putting some stuff down and it seems like a long experiment that's that's very satisfying all right and what's next after today like um what have any releases planned any more collaborations what are we hearing from you next (laughs) i i have i have worked on my album it's it's underway and album work is on and i'm quite happy how it's shaping up very excited in fact like you know getting a little impatient of when i can put (laughs) it out but at the same time as i said i'm only planning one week at a time so uh it's not releasing this week i can assure you that (laughs) all right and album or singles what do you what do you think uh you know in today's day and age should a composer musician kind of go with releasing singles or releasing albums you know because people's attention span is kind of short i I feel that uh depends on what you're seeking uh i wouldn't say people's attention span is uh, less i think younger people definitely have a le- lesser attention span now uh but uh, i think it depends on the story you're trying to tell sometimes you try and tell a story through a few songs sometimes you tell a story through one song uh sometimes these the songs in just uh like you know as a unit sound amazing and you mm-hmm. have a vision so i feel like uh, if you put a lens of uh, how, what you want to express, I feel whatever works for your story. Uh, but if you're putting a lens of how you're going to get more popular or how your songs are going to reach out, uh, whether you're going to get what you call likes and views and like that kind of stuff, then probably single will work out better. But depends on what you're seeking. Uh, you know, sometimes you get satisfaction even if a few people uh listen to your work and they get it i think that's that's the most essential this i always value uh people who get what i'm trying to express rather than the number of people who just browse by yeah yeah okay and how important is social media in today's day and age um you know how important are those likes and those shares that you get uh, there are two questions. So I feel social media is definitely very important because it really uh, gives you the freedom to express and put your work out. And it just, uh, uh, you know, negate some of the gatekeepers who have been kind of uh, not letting some talent in. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the likes and the dislikes and the comments can, uh, you know, really uh, uh, subconsciously steer you in a direction where you don't want to go and takes away the freedom so as much as it gives you the freedom it can uh, social media also has the power to take away the freedom and you start off kind of making music for the people instead of yourself and i feel at least for me i feel that i like to make music till the day i'm making it for myself and then other people relate to it rather than the other way around 
since everybody loves Dilbe Parva, <laughs> I have to ask you, what was your favorite part of the composing or even filming the video um, of that particular song? Because people were like, went crazy, right? So um, tell us about that. I mean, the best part, obviously, for me was to discover this amazing musician, because as we were making the song, Pratik and I were getting to know each other. So that was lovely to meet a musician from a completely different generation and understand his way of recording music and approaching songs. So that was beautiful. Uh, shooting the video was quite irritating for me because I don't like being in front of camera. Neither does he. So we were just like, you know, grumpy two grumpy musicians <laughs> trying to follow instructions but definitely it helped the song grow uh, a moment that i uh, you know remember from it which was quite amazing for me was i was struggling to you know crack the lyrics and i was sitting there and i i looked at my guitar case and it had this sticker on it mm -hmm. uh, with an indigo airlines uh, sticker on it which said fragile uh, and the indigo airlines sticker was uh, you know uh, a broken heart so it was a broken heart with fragile written yeah. on it and i loved it and that gave me the first line uh, even before dil pe parwa the hook line could mm -hmm. come it was you know katra katra ho gaya dil ye bikharta gaya uh, yeah. that first line came because of that sticker and then once that came then i realized okay what are we approaching we're writing a song about independent musicians trying to make it in this hard world where nothing makes sense uh, and the naivety of uh, and the innocence of uh, uh, being a passionate musician so yeah so that's one memory i have from it which was quite lovely thank you so much guys thank you so much uncle okay. have a great day Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. What does charity mean? I'm not talking about donating for a cause or helping out someone you don't know who's in need of XYZ. But uh, closer home, what does it mean when it comes to your domestic help or your local chaiwala or even the organization that you work for? I think, according to me, it means that you and everyone in your family is taken care of. And that's not a thought that many organizations even think about, to be honest. Um, even in the middle of a pandemic, my previous organization definitely didn't. And that reflected in the sheer volume of people who would leave when they realized that. Thankfully, I can say that I'm at a much, much better place now where kindness is abundant and employees are actually taken care of. What does this translate to in the food and restaurant sector though? Listen on to HT Brunch columnist V. Sangvi to find out. This week's column is about two separate things. The first part is of course charity. All of us as human beings are obliged to help other people especially those who find themselves in times of crisis, which I guess every single day is these days. But there's another part to charity, and which is you must look after your own. And by that, I don't just mean your family. I mean everyone in your business. If you run a restaurant, because this is the food column, or you run a food business, your first priority must be to make sure that nobody who works for you goes hungry. They should be able to look after their families you should help them through this bad period. If they fall ill, 
if they need to go home to their villages to look after relatives, you should give them leave, you should pay them, you should ensure that their jobs are there when they come back. Well, that's one part of the column. The second part of the column is about the new generation of restauranters. And I've used one example, and that's Varun Tulli, who was a young guy who was brought back by his family from America, who came back to India, hated it, opened a restaurant called the Yum Yum Tree, which I know and I like, and then somehow discovered that this wasn't going to make any money for him. So he did other things. He went into catering. He did very well. He decided he would open smaller, cheaper, more accessible restaurants. He opened the Yum Yum Char chain. And then, I think in a masterstroke, long before anybody realized that it was important, he started doing delivery under the Noshi brand. Now, I order Noshi all the time. I also order from his other brands. For instance, he makes very good sourdough bread, gluten-free, under a brand called Wheatie. And I eat it every morning. But the thing about Varun is not just his ambition or his quest for excellence, but his heart. He's looked after every one of his employees. He's never pushed them. He's always been there for them. And that, I think, is what's important. Be good to people and you will succeed. What's the one thing you miss the most about pre-pandemic days? It's a dangerous question, huh? But for me, first and foremost, it's got to be the ability to hug the people I love. Like a good, long, squishy hug where you convey how much you've missed the other person without words. And of course, eating out at restaurants without getting paranoid of someone at the next table sneezes. And of course, going to watch a movie. God, it feels like it's been a decade since I did that. But uh, most of all, and most importantly, what I miss are um, live music performances, where the magic just weaves itself, um, you know, if the sound system is right, of course, uh, around you. And for that moment, um, or for that song, you forget all your worries. I can't wait to go out there and experience it once more. What about you? What are you waiting for? While you ponder that, here's what's on HT Brunch columnist Rehana Munir's list. We've all been on a kind of a crazy seesaw or a roller coaster ride featuring some pretty morbid events and possibilities, from medical emergencies to cyclone terror and whatnot. So it's uh, necessary to zoom out every now and then. Uh, zoom out, not using the app, but uh, quite the opposite, to distance oneself and. Uh, when I'm trying to distance myself and detach myself, I think a lot about what I'd rather be doing. And cinema halls uh, feature very high on that list. But even more than that, it's uh, theater auditoriums that I'm thinking of, you know, all the safety and escape that they provide. Um, safety because for the duration of a show, you're disconnected from the outside world and even your own life uh, in many ways. Uh, you escape the voices in your own head, or at least I do. Uh, there's a kind of immediacy and intimacy about a live theatrical performance that even musical and sporting events can't replicate. But it's not always a transcendental experience. I've uh, suffered my share of unending plays, badly directed, acted, or even badly chosen plays. Um, one of my pet peeves when it comes to theatre in Mumbai is the stiltedness of so many English language productions. And then the repetitive choices, whether it's yet another modern-day Shakespeare or drably done Ibsen. Uh, but there are moments that I deeply miss, you know, that sudden connection with a performance or a piece of music in a play or even a lighting choice. 
uh, that moment of absolute surrender to maybe 15 people dressed in black t-shirts on a wooden stage they can make you believe anything um, yes there are plays online now and readings and whatnot but i crave those two cold spaces with invariably uncomfortable seats awful sandwiches and the presence of at least seven people in the audience who i would wish never to run into uh, so this week's column looks at uh, my experience of theater largely in bombay and in other places and uh, uh, just in with the hope that one can return to that kind of experience very soon bye you've heard his opinions in the first segment of this very podcast and now we give you a version of ankur tiwari's latest single title tote hope you enjoy it
have a great sunday brunch guys the weekend is when you take a break from a hectic week whether it's work from home or work from work it's also a day to develop perspective on things by not just consuming news but also analyzing it by listening to different points of views and figuring out what you feel about it we hope we've been able to do just that with today's hd branch podcast feel free to give us feedback and suggestions on hd smartcast on facebook twitter and instagram or dm us directly at hd branch on instagram and twitter to listen to more podcasts log on to hdsmartcast.com or suno nay nazariya se i will see you back here next weekend with another dose of entertainment that keeps things real till then happy brunching guys this was a hindustan times production brought to you by hd smartcast hd smartcast